Hey Rewatchers, this week's episode is brought to you by the Highlander 25th Gathering Convention in Los Angeles in celebration of the unique and enduring legacy of the Highlander television series. The convention will take place Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, October 20th through the 22nd at the LAX Crown Plaza on West Century Boulevard in Los Angeles. We here at Highlander Rewatched could not be more excited about this convention, which will feature guests such as the Highlander himself, Adrian Paul, Elizabeth Grayson, Jim Burns, Stan Kirsch, Peter Wingfield, David Abramowitz, Efron McAsh, Anthony Delongis, and James Horan, who you may remember from his turn as Grayson in Season 1's Band of Brothers. Not only will you be able to meet the immortal swashbuckling stars of our favorite television series, but there will be amazing interactive classes offered as well. Sharpen your skills with the blade in Adrian Paul's sword experience. Go toe-to-toe with Efron McAsh in his knife combat class. Experience supersonic speeds with Whipmaster to the Stars, Anthony Delongis, and find inner peace and tranquility in Elizabeth Grayson fan kata class. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for us mortals, so make sure to head over to HighlanderWorldwide.com for details, tickets, and hotel booking info. We can't wait to see everybody at the Highlander 25th Anniversary Convention, Friday, October 20th through Sunday, October 22nd. Head on over to HighlanderWorldwide.com. Again, that's HighlanderWorldwide.com today to get your tickets. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we discuss another facet of the Highlander universe. Usually it's the TV show, sometimes it's the movies, but every once in a while, it's the comic book. We're here with a very special bonus episode. It's Highlander Reread. Reread, hopefully. Reread. <laughs> I'm one of your rewatchers, rereaders. I'm Keith. I'm rereader Kyle. This is Eamon rereading. <laughs> and this week, yeah, we have a special bonus episode. Over the summer, a comic book came out from IDW Publishing called Highlander, The American Dream. And it was a five-issue comic series. That's right. And so we're going to be talking about all five issues now that they've all come out in detail. So if you don't want to be spoiled on this comic, because it is pretty new, unlike the show, which is 20, you know, 25 years old, Yeah. you know, maybe don't listen to this episode. Maybe listen to it later. You should definitely listen to it. You know what you should do? You should play it on silent. <laughs> So that we get the stats, baby. Yeah. We yeah. get the stats. You get to feel good because it shows that you've listened to every single one of our episodes. There's not one with that little blue dot sitting out there. Yeah. That's right. If you're a completionist, <laughs> that's what you can do. Right. That's right. If you are fine with being spoiled or want to know if you should get this comic or not, that sort of thing, uh, go right ahead and listen. And we'll be giving you our thoughts and feelings on this. Yeah. We have thoughts. And feelings. Uh, I don't have feelings. Okay. <laughs> Just Only thoughts. thoughts. This comic was illustrated by Andrea Moody. He's an Italian-born illustrator. I mean, he's done like some Star Wars comics, Rebels, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. The, there's a comic of that? Yeah. Uh, Iron Man, in which my notes, it's autocorrected as Icon Man, Ooh. which I'm assuming is some sort of desktop-themed I'm superhero. Sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is a DC superhero called Icon. Nerd. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, and this episode, and this comic was written by Scottish fantasy author Brian, Brian Ruckley. Ruckley with an R. 
<laughs> you guys did a little bit on that. Was there some confusion? Nope, no confusion as to the spelling no or person this was. <laughs> Is nope. there a perhaps famous person with a similar name that has some accomplishments that you were confused about? None that we were talking about, but you might be thinking of Brian Buckley, the king of Super Bowl ads oh. that everyone's probably really familiar with. And I wouldn't know that without doing a ton of research, clearly, about hmm. who this person and their career, what that was. Or isn't, or, <laughs> or yeah. isn't, as the case may be. But regardless, that's not we were ever what we were ever talking about or even thinking about. We're talking about fantasy Scottish writer <laughs> Brian Ruckley. Ruckley. <laughs> With an R. All right, so let's do a little comic description uh, before we kick things off. The cult classic franchise makes its triumphant return. In 30 years since its release, Highlander has inspired a cult following and numerous spinoffs with its epic clashes between powerful immortals. Now, the American dream follows Scottish swordsman Connor McLeod as he navigates through the American Civil War and the 1950s Manhattan towards the gathering in 1986. Reunite with familiar faces such as Connor's secretary, Rachel, (laughs) and meet new immortals such as Osta Vasilek. But remember, there can be only one. Familiar faces like Rachel. Rachel, the secretary. That's what everybody was holding their breath for. Rachel. 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 What? What? What famous character will make a reappearance in this? Will it be the Kurgan or yes. Ramirez? No. No. Rachel. Maybe a little Kurgan. Castigier? No. <laughs> no. Oh no. No. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about this kind of just like we talk about every one of our episodes. We're just going to go kind of beat by beat what happens. We'll talk about the art when it's kind of suitable, the covers as well. And uh, yeah, we'll go issue by issue and break it all down for you. So you guys ready to jump into issue number one? Let's do it. All right, so first let's talk about the cover of issue one here. This is like a variant cover. There's like, seems to be like four covers for the first issue, I think. Yeah, there's a standard cover with art by Francesco Francavia, who's a very good comic book artist. He does a lot of covers and posters, and right now he's doing a spirit miniseries, Will Eisner's The Spirit. That's a good movie. Yeah. Wait. Is it? No. (laughs) You are wrong about that. You tricked me. But then there's a subscription cover, an incentive cover. Ooh. And and there can be only one variant cover. But there's four. Yeah, yeah. like the movie, this goes way beyond one. <laughs> one. But uh, this Francesco Francavia art was actually reused. This is like a Mondo steelbook. Yeah, I DVD think it even shows the date on cover. the cover. It's like, it says like 2015 at the bottom. It's a cool piece of art. It's a nice cover. Yeah. It has no connection to this story. It's kind of funny no. that they reused this cover because they seem to have hired people to do other covers. Like, yeah. why did they spend some extra money to license this? Well, and this Unless is the they standard cover. They know. had to pay for this. Right. I have no idea. Why did they spend the extra money if they've already got three other covers? I don't know. Maybe they thought people would be really into that cover. And buy all four? And buy all four. And buy all four of them? But what are the other covers, Eamon? So the... Uh, the Standard cover, you haven't seen it, is actually a cool piece of art. It's like yeah. uh, the McLeod sword dividing good and evil, basically. And on the left, we've got McLeod in blue receiving a quickening. And on the right, we've got this huge Kurgan head and all red, like on a throne of skulls. Yeah. On a mountain of pain. <laughs> he sat, he <laughs> sits on, on a throne, throne of blood. blood. On Guys, a throne of blood. It's the season of evil. This is a Ghostbusters 2 bit. Anyway. Vigo the Butch. The other covers, we have a Connor with a bloody shirt running. That's like the Civil War thing. Then we just have a, like, McLeod sword hilt on a black field. That's boring. That one's real boring. And I don't know what the hell... (laughs) 
this isn't there another black is, and white one there's one where it's like a muscly mcleod with a shield and it says oh, yeah an immortal who became the immortal and it's really weird yeah that's like a weird romancy novel looking yeah thing, right not a fan oh yeah he's like all buff with sword and shield like we never see him with a shield ever yeah we're and gonna like, have, we're gonna have some like, comments on these covers a, a weird head in the background like there's a zordon head <laughs> yeah. of mcleod's head yeah it's weird man he looks like conan the barbarian yeah i don't get it and are the these covers meant to trick people is that what's going on here i think they're trying to trick people like that cover if i'm mm-hmm. into like swords and sorcery comics yeah. and fantasy novels i see that and go huh is that what the point of this is for all the variant covers i for guess a first issue i don't know i mean i feel like this is just a thing that comics does they have these weird variant covers yeah who knows all right well let's hop into the story here so the comic opens on hudson street in manhattan 1985 i guess cool on them that they set the story in 1985 considering like most people assume that the movie takes place in 86 because that's yeah. the year it came out but like there's only very subtle hints in the mm-hmm. movie that it's 85. So that's a nice little tidbit. Yeah. And so this is where Max Antique Store is on Hudson Street. And so a dark-haired figure comes in to talk to Rachel. He's looking for Mac, and he knows he's not there because he can't feel him. And he's fingering a scale. Right. He's playing with it, just giving a little tickle. Right. Little and tickle, so this tickle. will become a theme throughout this comic, this idea mm-hmm. of scales. We'll right. see come back over and over again. And Rachel, like, under the desk, has, like, her hand on a gun just in case. So she knows some shit could be up. Yep. And uh, I really hate the drawing of her holding the little gun. Tell us like, about I it. Just don't like how her hand looks. You had some thoughts on gun. hands in this. I don't like how this artist draws hands holding things ever. I feel like he didn't like take some reference photos of how hands actually hold anything hmm. in his drawings. <laughs> and there, oh, there's a lot of tiny hands. A lot of people have like that. little, small. Little Trump hands. Trump little presidential hands. hands. <laughs> yeah, presidential hands. So presidential. So basically they're just discussing you know connor and how he's changed over the years and if right. he's still actually a good and she person she thinks not. she knows this person from long like yeah. from like 30 years ago and so he's not there and rachel says like he's preparing himself for the end at this moment i was like huh like connor never struck me as a person who was training for the gathering he doesn't strike me as a person that trains at all yeah, he just seems like a rumpled guy yeah like he's tired yeah. he's sick of it he's like he's the reluctant warrior i think it's shown that way in the, the movie yeah it's weird it definitely doesn't seem like he's there's, there's a lot of these or sort maybe of like, like mentally preparing himself like yeah i'm gonna die <laughs> sure <laughs> So anyway, this guy wants to talk on the bridge. And this is like some odd dialogue, too. Like, Rachel's like, Connor's always been a good man. And this, like, mysterious figure is like, always? He's like, I've known him for a lot longer than you. And it's like, what? Like, is this some cue to, like, Mac's dark past? Which I was kind of interested in. I was like, oh, is there a period where, like, Mac wasn't so savory? Yeah. Uh, Doesn't seem that way. I don't, like, get the opinion that he was, like, a bad dude. No, but he was, like, apathetic, I think is yeah. the, the Which seems to also be the way he is in the movie. Yeah. yeah like, again, this, like, this seems to, like, I feel like retcon some, like, motivational stuff and, like, some deep character things about Connor. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. strange, maybe. Yeah. Also, just side note, Chekhov's gun. <laughs> it's literal. Yeah. This gun will come back, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we cut to a little later on the Brooklyn Bridge, and Mac and this dude are talking. And they say there's about six of them left, mm-hmm. which I guess kind of checks out with the movie. There's there's definitely six left in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which actually, are there definitely six left in the movie? Because the I mean, there might doll, be thousands left. <laughs> young doll Kim doesn't make it into the movie, and we never yeah. hear about him. 
Young Dolph it's Kane. true, but I think if you knew that story, you assume there's six. Yeah. I would just say that there's still six in this version. It's just that Young this Dolph character Kane doesn't exist. Doesn't exist, but mm. we are about to be introduced to a new immortal, a new uh, villain immortal. Right. Hook. <laughs> he's a, uh, did you, do you know he's a crook, Captain Hook? That's right. <laughs> Once you throw the book at the pirate. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this guy says the humans have no idea their world will go dark or light in the coming days. And he's like, the scales will be tipped. So there's our n- another reference to the scale action. Uh, so anyway, but then there's this like gray haired man in glasses checking them out. And when I was reading this, I was like, oh, like this is cool. Like they're bringing the watchers into this mythology. Nope. <laughs> yeah, very true. And yep. do we Un- are my notes in this? Because I took notes as I was writing. Yeah. And I as refer to this reading. guy as a watcher for yeah. a number of issues because mm-hmm. I assume that's the only thing this guy could be. Is this character gonna pay off in any way? <laughs> no. no. Payoff is a strong word for what he does. Yeah. Uh, also, I just want to say this was the beginning of my problem. You had a problem with hands in this. My problem yeah. was with faces. Yeah. Like the faces really warp in this. Like, oh, yeah. And they have like these kind of ill defined, lumpy faces. Yeah. Yes. And especially here, Asta Vasilik, you see him in one frame and his face is like relatively smooth and streamlined and then you see him in the like two frames later and his face kind of looks like Mickey Rourke yeah. in Sin City and it's like what is happening and like it just is wildly inconsistent i find it really jarring like i don't know what the intention is but i just keep thinking it's off model yeah, yeah. i have a hardcore note about that in like issue three and that yeah. is ridiculous and we'll get to that well yeah i don't know if this is the right pa- place to talk on that but if we if we have an overall discussion about the art i just want to talk about like the crowd scenes in this book sure because there are problems <laughs> with them all right so mac wants to talk this whole thing out over drinks which asta says nope and then he was like, hey, like wrestling? He's like, no, it's like wrestling. Like, Mac, yeah. li- in this comic, Mac, Mac loves, he loves wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. And, and it's this, like, oh, is this going to be the only wrestling reference? Nope. There's a nope. lot more to come. And it's, again, like one of those things that recontextualizes, I think. Some of you have heard our podcast on that. If you haven't, go back and listen to the our motion. eight-part retrospective <laughs> right. on the first movie. Right, but I think we all kind of agreed that Mac probably is not there for the wrestling, right? right. Like, he is there for some other reason. He's and there to fight just like a public place. Public place, yeah. or he was drawn there for some reason. Like, he yeah. certainly doesn't look like he's having a good time there at all. Like, when this is, like, fat guy screaming yeah. in his face, he looks so bored. He looks right. like he's going to barf. <laughs> but in this yeah. universe, Mac seems to be pretty into wrestling. So, mm-hmm. we and get our... Like, do you want to take in, like, just, like, spur-of-the-moment wrestling? (laughs) Yeah, is that how it works? Like, oh, let's just go to the wrestling match. Yeah. 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 All right, so we get our first flashback to the Civil War in Pennsylvania, 1863, 10 days after the Battle of Gettysburg. Mm. And so Mac is running down a stream and gets shot through the chest. And that's one of those variant covers that we were talking about earlier. Um, And so then there's this long, blonde-haired Confederate general chasing after him. This is Hook, we'll eventually find out. Uh, So Mac runs through the woods, he makes his way to a church, and the monks let him in and then max says uh like holy ground i know that cold unforgiving feeling anywhere here's a new bit of stuff which i'm not sure if i mind but this is certainly new yeah that the immortals can sense holy ground and that it's cold and unforgiving yeah, yeah like what is that what, i don't know what that is, or is that, that just max personal religious beliefs i feel like that's his personal beliefs basing that on absolutely nothing i guess <laughs> it fits his character a little bit but wouldn't holy ground be seen as like forgiving or redemptive or something you'd think because it's warm yeah the one place safe. you are safe yep or not safe <laughs> yes, as we're about to find out 
Okay, so the general and his troops, like, they want to pursue this guy on holy ground. And so then they, like, start fighting on holy ground. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, the hook just runs in. And they get right to it. This is what he says. The very next frame after you just said holy ground, I know that cold feeling anywhere. And, like, Max, like, strewn out on the ground and, like, people with lanterns are coming to see him. Then there's this silhouette of the guy chasing him. And it says, this one's yellow to the bone, my bloody boys. Think some fool tradition will keep me from him. So, again, I guess we have this mishmash of, in the series, it's definitely, like, a rule. Right. And in the movie, it is referred to as a tradition, I guess. Right? Yeah. It is. So, but, I guess this guy's cool with breaking it. But even the Kurgan wasn't cool with breaking it. So, this so. guy's, what, worse than the Kurgan? Well, they I do, guess. They do yeah. try to make him out to be worse than the Kurgan in this, which is just like, ugh. okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. While they're fighting, the general says he smells another, like fucking Logan style. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this monk, the guy from 1985, busts in, and he's like, never on holy ground. And so the monk says the only thing keeping the general alive is that he's on holy ground. But the, only, the general says the only reason he's not going to fight anymore is because now the odds are two on one. Right. And again, that's another thing, at least in the series, that is, that's not allowed. But I guess in this universe... Two on one is allowed. Maybe. Yeah, did they ever talk about that in the movie? I don't think they ever discussed that in the movie. So I guess you can give it a pass for being like, yeah, I guess it's okay. It's not a rule in the movie. Huh. But I- it's all like new stuff. And that's, I think, one of the strange things about this comic is there is like a Highlander mythology out there. And I guess this whole time I was left a little confused about like which mythology am I dealing with? Like, because having known all of it, Every time it introduces one of these concepts, it, it kind of pulls me out of the, the comic a little because I like just start second guessing everything I know. It's like, oh, I got to reevaluate my opinion of or like my view on this because it doesn't exist like that. Yeah. Throughout this whole sequence, there's like mist. But in one of the panels, when Hook senses Vasilek, there's like a weird line of mist. And for a second, I was like, is this a representation of the buzz oh interesting but i don't think it is because huh. while they're fighting there's just mist all over the place like in this church yard yeah i guess it's supposed to be like foggy out because i guess yeah i don't know also just i, I just want to make another note like just about this idea of kind of getting confused about like what mythology we're in i have a note here again because i wrote these notes as i read every panel and so my next note says i was like this is weird the comic introduces concepts from the show like watchers but then ignores other things like the holy ground and no two on one Right. And it's because, like, knowing the mythology and having a guy, like, secretly spying on Mac, I was like, this guy has to be a watcher. Like, it seems very clear. So I think, like, the comic it would have done itself a, a favor by making a distinction at the very beginning that it's not a watcher. Because I think every Highlander fan that read this, maybe I'm wrong, might have assumed that person's a watcher. I know I did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Me too. So if it had just said up front that this is, that's not what this is, I yeah. think I'd be okay. Because I go for issue after issue thinking this person's a watcher. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we feel? This is our first, like, action beat or first sword fight. How did people feel about the way this was presented? Mm, yeah, I okay. liked a couple of the frames. Yeah. So, I like the frame of him, like, bearing down on Mac, like this one with him, like, up. It's, like, kind of got a lot of dynamic movement. It's cool. Yeah. But it's okay. Uh, so after this, we cut uh, to later in the monastery. Mac's lying in a bed. The monk says Mac smells like booze. That's another thing that gets fleshed out a little in this comic is that Mac is a drunk mm. quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I disbelieve that based on the movie it's something that is not explored in the movie i'm not necessarily opposed to it yeah did, i mean did they even say he's a drunk 
in the comic? Yeah. I think it hints at it a couple times. Like, I think we'll see later that they're it, like, but... he, you know, doesn't drink as much as he used to and all these sort of things. Like, Mac is, seems to always want to get a drink in this. Yeah. yeah. So finally, we learn this guy's name. It's John Hook. And there's scales on the table again, another echo of that theme. And apparently, Hook arrived on the Mayflower and discovered his immor- immortality soon after that. The monk says he's heard of Connor and he takes interest in anyone who might win the prize. And he says it's better to prepare for the prize than to drink your life away. So, again, Mac is a drunk. So, he arrived on the Mayflower. Does that mean he's, like, a Puritan? Like, how did he get, like, what's what's going well, I on? Think, I mean, another theme in this is that, like, you can choose who you want to be. Like, this idea of, like, coming to the new world and reinventing yourself or whatever. Yeah. Is a theme. So, I think that was kind of just what they're going for. Like, mm-hmm. this guy came to America with a for a reason. Yeah. And also, the monk uh, talks about power and the, the winner will have tipped the scales again or whatever it is. And, or he puts his hand on the scales. So, the scale thing keeps coming back. Baby, come back. <laughs> uh, so, then we find out more about the monk. In a fairly, I thought, boring <laughs> flashback. Uh, it's like it's a, a flashback within a flashback. Yeah. And it, they kind of do it like in the style of like, to use like movie or TV making terms, like it's like a voiceover. Like we yeah. get a flashback and he's describing the scene. There's a few uh, panels. He was in Estonia. Right. In 1190. Fighting off crusaders. Right. But he did not like bloodshed, so he wandered the earth. Walked the earth like Cain from Kung Fu. There we go. <laughs> and then he became a monk. And then he became a monk, and his goal, I guess, is to win the prize. Like, the prize is the most important thing for this yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, like, protecting the world from the bad person winning it. And he says only two people could doom humanity, and it's the Kurgan and Hook. Uh, and I have a note here. I said, I guess that means Facile isn't so bad. Yeah. Right? Like, I guess. I mean, we, we never know anything, we know nothing, about nothing about Facile. But based on this, I guess he's definitely not as bad as the Kurgan and Hook. He does wear aviators indoors, and that <laughs> that like betrays a certain dark soul, <laughs> a certain corruption and douchebaggery. But I guess that is not the same as being a evil killer. Right. Yeah. McLeod. You could is also that, even is read that the only this? word he says. Yeah, but it could, yeah. you could also even read into that a little more. Like if we assume now, based on this, that maybe Fasil was not a bad guy, either a little bit bad or not bad at all. You could maybe understand when McLeod says no to him, because I think that's the only word Max says when they fight. He, he goes, says, or, wait. He, or he says, wait, wait. Yeah. I, you know, I you could even wonder, were they friends or you know what I mean? Like, is Facile playing the game out because mm. he has to? I don't know, because this might Good give you question. a clue that he's not a bad guy. And it's, yeah. if he's not a yeah. bad guy. Then why are they fighting? And it's right. You know, so I, it opens up. I mean, I think that's maybe interesting, although that's hardly in there. This is what we're bringing to yeah. the shit. Yeah. Well, I, we just I, read a whole lot into that sentence. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it's kind of weird that like since the Civil War, the only two bad immortals are like the same. It, it just seems weird to me. Oh, that's right, because he's making this comment in the 1860s. Right. Yeah, that these are the there weren't two... more evil guys around. Right, that we're seems getting like kicked off. Missed since... opportunity. Yeah, like so we're not going to get prequel Highlander comics in this universe where there are other bad immortals. <laughs> right, because yeah. these are the only two bad immortals. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, that we know well, about anyway. I guess the question is, they could be bad immortals, but are they bad enough to doom humanity? Doom humanity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So there's some smoke and fire in the distance, mm-hmm. and the little village or town nearby is burning. Um, a village that we never see. Yeah. So Hook is there screaming, like, come out, is, you rats. Is that town Gettysburg? What is uh-huh. <laughs> like, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Also, like, 10 days after Gettysburg is a long time for these guys to still be around. I don't know enough about the way that all shook out afterwards to know who's there and who's not. Yeah, I don't know. It huh. just seems like they... So anyway, still be there. He's off in the distance. He's got like some townspeople or whatever captured, and he's like, "See how I pass my time?" And he fucking headshots some dude. This is violent. Like this is fucking brutal. It is real violent. At which point, Ostevasilik gives him like the devil horns or something. He's like, he's like, yo. 
Uh, so he asked Mac to like help fight him against it. He's like, you brought this evil upon us, which isn't, I don't think, really true isn't at true. all. Yeah. And he's like, you'll have to stand with me against it. And then Mac, a little quip, he's like, oh, after all, who wants to live forever? Uh, and that's the end of issue one. So let's talk about our thoughts on this. My, I'll start off, maybe. Uh, sure. My thoughts are this is completely okay. Like, I am completely not invested in the story. And I don't hate it necessarily either. It's just kind of bleh. I really don't like that they fight on holy ground. I don't know what the point of that is. There's none. Like, There's, it doesn't help. It doesn't change Why don't they just the story? do it outside? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just a device to show that the bad guy's bad, I guess. Because you could have the... Which in my mind, all they needed to do was have him in that Confederate uniform. hey oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But also, I mean, like, this could just play out like that Matt goes on holy ground, so he can't follow. Then he sets the town he on burns fire, the thing. and yeah. it says, "Come fucking out!" Like yeah. that's his goal. Like you know, yeah. it's like this extra bullshit that's in there that makes it confusing and weird. And for like Highlander fans, it's just like an immediate like, "What? This kind of stinks." Yeah, and like I guess it's good that they're introducing a new immortal enemy. Like that's yeah. fun, and he seems evil. Like he seems convincingly evil so far. Yeah, sure. I like that Rachel is maybe at least. It's, introduced in this is like a little more badass i mean we'll see she's kind of more badass as the yeah. thing goes on but like she's got a gun like she must have seen bad immortals before like that she's right. a little bit more caught up in this than you might think from the movie yeah so i mean and that's something she's new. a classic character that's returned classic character the secretary yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so that's classic the highlander rewatch podcast needs your help Help your favorite Highlander podcast bring you all the up-to-date coverage, interviews, panels, exclusive videos, and more from the official Highlander 25th Anniversary Gathering Convention this October 20th through 22nd in Los Angeles. We promise to bring you the best in Highlander content and we'll give you an inside intimate look at the amazing world of Highlander in the way only Highlander Rewatch knows how. Highlander Rewatched is a labor of love and does require a huge time and financial commitment from us, the hosts. Every dollar helps us bring you bigger, better, and more exciting free content every week. Please donate today and be part of the movement that is Highlander Rewatched. Every donation also gets you an exclusive shout-out on our show, too. If you would like to donate to our GoFundMe, head on over to www.gofundme.com backslash Highlander-Rewatched dash gathering or just find the link on our facebook page once again if you would like to donate to our gofundme head on over to www.gofundme.com backslash highlander dash rewatched dash gathering or find the link on our facebook page our sincerest thanks for supporting us and being on this journey together with us back to the show Shall we talk about issue two? Issue two. All right. So we should and start these, with do the... these issues. They don't have names, do they? No. No. So let's talk about the cover. It's Connor holding a sword, his sword, and Rachel's standing behind him. It's at night. She's holding a book for some reason. I think she's supposed to be a college student at this point. Uh. So this is like, that's a picture. Like, it's got like a 50s style sort of thing, right? Yeah. He yeah. has like a fedora it's okay. in front of a bridge. Yeah, it's all right. The fedora Mac. Yeah. The variant cover or the subscription cover. I didn't realize there was another one for this. Is Mac fighting Hook in the similar style to the Oh yeah. Mac running through the woods. Right. Those are more like painting looking things. Yeah, yeah. They're probably like digital paintings or something. All the same people worked on 
all the issues. So no change in artist or letterer or colorist. Right. All right, shall we hop into this issue? Let's do it. All right. It is worth noting that this looks so completely different, though. That this cover looks completely different than yeah. any of the other uh, the covers from last time. Yeah. Like, it looks like a different kind of thing entirely, and this yeah. cover does not resemble at all what lies within. Nope. That's something we'll definitely see as yeah. we see more <laughs> of these covers. Okay, so the opening. We're back in Pennsylvania uh, in 1863, 10 days after the Battle of Gettysburg. Hook is still fucking there blasting people in the head. Um, and just to shoot proof he's really evil, when he runs out of... Well, it doesn't run out of bullets. When his, gun, when his revolver misfires, he decides to bash this yep. guy's head in with like the butt b- with uh-huh. the butt of his revolver this comic is like i give it i guess some props for being like kind of violent and gory you get, <laughs> like it props is. for that <laughs> well it, why does it get props it is violent and gory <laughs> the movie is violent and gory is it yeah. it's violent it's not gory i don't know they rip people's heads off they rip them off they, they cut, cut them off, off. and they, they look they campy cut... all right fine also, I just want to point out the irony of a guy in a Confederate uniform calling his gun traitorous. Next oh. page. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we cut inside uh, to the monastery, and Osta is telling Mac that he will not take the life of any mortal. Osta says if he wins the prize, he will not start that path by killing mortals. Um, and he also says he's going to follow the rules of the game. He will only fight one-on-one. And then it's like, wait a minute, but in the last issue, that did not seem to be a rule. Because the well, reason Hook fled was he's like, yeah. I don't like these odds. And it's like, that seemed to imply that you could fight two to one. Now they're saying it's a rule yeah. that you can't fight that way. Unless he, he was implying that after one of them was defeated, the other one could jump in. I guess. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Very confusing. Yep. Just not clear. No. Guys, come on. So then Max says he doesn't think Hook is concerned about the rules. So I guess, again, in this universe, there is no repercussions for breaking those rules if yeah. you don't have to be concerned. As we'll see later in the TV series... There are some repercussions for breaking the rules, including in Highlander 3. We'll see that, too. There's big repercussions. That's right. It's so much more convenient if it's just a rule. No one yeah. thinks about it that hard if it's just a rule. Right. You say it's a rule and it's done. Yep. Moving on. Moving on. All there right. don't need to be repercussions. It just never needs to come up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So we cut uh, back to this, like, battlefield or village. One of Hook's soldiers wants to leave, but Hook's like, there's a reason we got to stay. And he's like, I'm lucky. Don't you want to stick by me? Yeah, they've called him like like Hook's Luck. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's just highlighting that he uses his immortality oh, on the battlefield right, right. and yeah, like right. isn't afraid to show it. Yeah, because yeah. he shrugs off wounds that would have killed another man. Right. So Osta comes charging at them, and they start shooting at him. And like Osta does not get taken down by these bullets. And yeah. I actually think this is maybe more in line with the film because they're so much more durable in the film yeah, yeah like and like and then like the nazi scene when mac gets shot like it doesn't seem like like in the tv show where like if they get shot they die and then somehow revive later yeah in some period of time like mac gets like blown down by the nazi and then is like instantly awake and just gets right back up yeah so i think that's kind of what this is it's like you just kind of can't he get just, hurt yeah he just kind of walks through the bullets right it's wild uh so mac it's is kind of cool i mean yeah. yeah no i'm into it Mac sneaks up while this is all happening and, like, comes up from behind. And then there's, like, an all-out fight. Yeah, Mac is fighting the soldiers and gets bayoneted (laughs) through the chest. Yeah, Yeah, it's brutal. He gets, like, impaled. But then Hook takes out Osta because Osta is really out of practice and not a good fighter. And when Hook is about to take his head, Mac shoots him. He, like, shoots him in the face. He shoots him through the back of the head, out (laughs) through his eye. Yes. Woof. (laughs) Yeah, that is, again, very violent. Yeah. Props. 
<laughs> and props to this violence. And Asta, and Asta's again like, you are careless with the rules, he says. So does that mean that guns are against the rules? No, I think it was oh. a two on one violation. What the <laughs> fuck is happening? See, I'm confused again. I thought that was a gun reference. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> but hell of a shot, Mac. That yeah. was a real good shot. Hats, uh, Mac's a sharpshooter. Yeah. I did have a note here that I was like, is this whole comic about breaking the rules? If so, I'm maybe irritated, but okay with it. Hmm. That's not what it seems like this comic is about. No. So I was like, maybe that's the twist this is going to be. It's like this whole series is all going to be just breaking rules. Breaking the rules. Breaking the rules. So Mac walks off covered in blood and Hook has escaped. And like Mac doesn't want to stay and like try to help the town. He's yeah. just like, it's just going to burn down anyway. If it's not now, it's going to get destroyed later. Like, yeah. And Mac I'm wants out. to head off back to Europe. He says, at least I can, I understand the madness there. Yeah. So we cut back. So to- Mac's a deserter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm just surprised he's fighting in the American Civil War. But yeah, that's we know from the movie he's been here since the revolution. So like Max's mm. been like an American for a while. Not no more. Not no more. Or he's taking a little break. I'm taking- yeah. We cut back to New York, 1985. And so there's like a bunch of like goth kids walking down the street. Austin's yeah. talking about how things have changed. I knew a goth. Yeah, right. She lived 1,500 years and she never once looked like that. Oh. <laughs> but she's not around anymore because the Kurgan took her out in the Congo in the 60s. Ooh, my favorite movie. Yeah, with uh, Bruce Campbell. My favorite Bruce Campbell movie. Uh, Tim, Campbell? Your favorite Tim Curry movie, yeah. too? That's right, Tim Curry's on the And. Movie. Certainly my, well, not my favorite Ernie Hudson movie. (laughs) Actually, I love. It's a star-studded cast. Yeah. I love Ernie Hudson in that movie. I would watch a spinoff movie of Ernie Hudson's character in Mm. Congo. He's amazing. He's like their local fixer, and it's great. Anyway. Very good. Congo. Michael Crichton. Uh, Hyper-intelligent apes. City of diamonds. (laughs) Satellite plot. For reasons. Yep. God damn it. All right, so... They talk about the Kurgan a little bit. Yeah, and Osta says he hopes it's not vengeance that's driving Mac. There's, like, more at stake. And again, mm. it's about this prize thing. Like, Osta's really into the prize. Yeah. Meanwhile, this strange guy is watching them from afar also. Oh, watching? This, watching them from afar? This Looking old at dude? them from afar. Really? wonder what that implies. Hmm. Uh, also, there's another interesting thing here. Like, they, they, the scale thing comes back again. And Mac wonders which side of the scale he's on. And I'm like, ooh, I kind of like that. Like, is there's some deal where he's like tempted by the dark side or do we not know something about max past i'm definitely like into this like nebulous thing like leaning into the ambiguity surrounding max character yeah but again that's not what this comic ever explores nope actually let's just riff on this like that seems like a really interesting plot we don't really ever know much about mac in the movie at all he's reluctant he's quiet we know nothing about him what if mac doesn't want to win the prize because of this what if I'm tempted? And what if when I win the prize, like, I'm not good enough. Like, I would turn bad and ruin humanity. Yeah, if I had absolute power, if I could do anything I want, that might not be a good thing. Right. That's interesting. That Explore is interesting. that a little bit. Like, that might be some neat stuff to flesh out. Well, they yeah. introduced the concept, but, like, really, it's just a go-get-em story about this right. cartoonishly evil neo-Confederate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we get another flashback to New York City 1955, as seen on the cover, kind of. Uh, kind of. I do have a note here. This is something I do like. I like that all the time periods have their own, like, color palette. Like, the Civil War is, like, dark purple and blue 1985 is very like red orange and brown and 1955 is white black and light blue with some like yellow in there and stuff i think that's kind of cool I mean, it's good that the the comic has a color palette for each of these time periods yeah <laughs> amen's unconvinced <laughs> yeah all yeah. right amen, i don't think it's, what are your thoughts i don't think it's taken far enough like 
the whole book looks kind of bland in terms of its color. I wish the style and flavor. More. Yeah, like, I wish it was more than the color palette. I wish it was just different yeah. art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, we weren't supposed to eat them. No, no. sorry. Oh, okay. No, no. Okay, so Mac is walking with Rachel. She's like flirting with some boys. Yeah, and Mac's like, "Don't talk to them." Yeah, they're always boys. They're never men. But then he's like, "Oh no, go talk to them. Get a milkshake." <laughs> right, like, because yeah. go bang those guys. Gets, I'll be back. He gets the buzz, yeah. and he's like, "Well, now I guess you can be, you know, do whatever you want. I yeah. won't control your body <laughs> anymore." Yeah. Well, at least it hits on that Highlander theme: controlling women's bodies. Yeah. There you yeah. go. <laughs> also, just side note: they don't do much to age Rachel in the future. She looks the same exactly. age in nineteen fifty-five yeah. as the nineteen eighty-five. That's a good point. So Osta is, shows up. Uh, in the 50s and mac makes some crack that he's like le- been let out of the monastery to wash his robe or whatever yeah. so they talk about how mac stayed in europe for 80 years that actually kind of makes sense i did the math on that so that's like right after the civil war hmm. or in the 1863 when he said he was done leading up until like 1945 ish so he was there for world war ii and then came back to america yeah uh, mac says he's gonna walk rachel home but he wants to see some wrestling later the wrestling, he says. The wrestling. And I have yeah. in my notes, OMG, this fucking wrestling thing. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Why did they latch onto this? I mean, like, it's like they had a cursory knowledge of what the movie was. And they were like, he went to wrestling. Like, I guess, wrestling like, it's like, what is there to call back in the movie? There's wrestling. You know what I mean? It's like taking these random things that are in the movie. And bringing it up like four times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Making it far more important than it needs to be. Like, the wrestling thing is not important in the movie. I mean, it's kind of an important scene, but, like, the fact that he's at a wrestling match, it's like, who cares? No, and... I don't know. I don't care, at least. And, like, the original idea of it being a hockey match is way better. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of that scene is just that it, like, triggers this flashback Mm -hmm. thing. And it's like, that's what's important, is that Mac has this, like, violent past or whatever. It's like... Right. My takeaway from that scene is not that Mac likes wrestling. Yeah. I don't care. (laughs) Like... It's kind of that Mac hates wrestling. (laughs) Because it makes him think about this shit in his past. Yeah. (laughs) It makes me think of my awful long life that I hate. All right. Well, let's lean into that more and cut to the wrestling match. Yeah. So him and Osta are there, and Osta's like, I do not like wrestling. And Mac, I guess, makes an interesting comment, because he's like, oh, it's... It's kind of fun because it's like a game where no one really dies. Yeah. It's like, I guess, interesting. And also not true. Because sometimes they do die. Yes. (laughs) Many wrestlers die prematurely because of their career choice. But I get what he's saying. Osta makes some comment that he's glad Mac is looking to the future. But Mac is like, I'm the same old guy. He's like, I haven't put down like steel or bottle. So again, this drunk Mac thing Mm, is a thing in this comic. Interesting. Oh, also the idea of like put down the steel. Again, I've never been sure if he's, like, a warrior. Like, he seems like a reluctant warrior. So the idea that he, like, put down the steel is maybe a little odd. It's like, you don't seem like a guy that really picked it up much. (laughs) Yeah, you just kind of seem like you went with it. But we never really get a sense from the movie. No, although they do, like, that's a... We we talked about that in our very first episode. They kind of recontextualize that in the Gathering episode, where... He's a Connor shows up and he's like, I'm hunting for heads. It's like, yeah. you are? Like, what are yeah. you doing? What? He's a superhero. <laughs> superhero. I like to do things like, in real life, you couldn't ride on top of an elevator. Right. That's why I did <laughs> the movie. Only a superhero yeah. could do that. <laughs> all right. So us is in town because he hears John Hook is here and he's never left America. And there's all these like panels of Hook prepping his murder victims yes so he's like a serial killer now or always was right or so now we get some of hook's story just like for fun like for no reason he kills people also this line i went when i read this hunting if the kurgan is a wolf hook is a rabid dog i have a huge problem with that here's my note 
Well, it says I have a huge problem with that. <laughs> uh, but it's like Kurgan is not a fucking wolf. He's a dragon. That's made explicitly clear in the movie. He's, he's a got, dragon. He's got the dragon helmet. No, I mean, thing. like, yeah. th- this is like a weird bit of, like, I don't know. It's like, why are you comparing him to a wolf? He definitely yeah. is a dragon, right? Because they want to compare Hook to a rabid dog. <laughs> so we get a little backstory on Hook. Calling uh, it backstory is a little strong. Yeah, but I mean, again, this is kind of like done in voiceover, I think. Like, it's like, oh, like, he helps Danzel's in distress. He's, like, an, in aluminum siding, like, in business now. This sort of thing. And, like, we see kind of him with different people, with some sailors, I think, some Do women. Do you think he's actually in aluminum siding? I thought that was just his excuse to go murder that person. Oh, yeah, it, it is. Your the- oh, okay. I yeah. thought, I thought yeah, But I'm theory- that's what they're saying. That's that's his deal. Okay. Uh, I, thought, I thought you were saying that he actually has an aluminum <laughs> siding business. Yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's riveting shit. Uh, and then he pulls out a sword. It's like, uh-oh. And that's the end of this issue what do we guys think i don't know it, it feels like as we'll see in the next issue we'll end up seeing him murdering all these people but like yeah. it, it felt like this is like a weird edit like yeah this i guess they wanted to make it like a cliffhanger but this is like two pages of setup for all mm-hmm. these murders and then it, you don't see it like it's like this is a setup for a montage of him killing all these people but also but they cut it short well also you didn't they didn't need it you know he kills them. Yeah, yeah that's true. Were you were you was there a question in your mind that he didn't wish them ill? Like no, no, it was, it's not that question. But it just seems like the the way the the comic panels are structured. It's like we see him helping a couple different people, and it's like oh, this is his game. And then it seems like the next panels are him killing all those people, and it's like it's just like a visual thing. It's like here's before and here's after. But they kind of leave like they leave the if after part to the next issue, and I feel yeah. like it takes out a lot of the like if you're reading this like the like, momentum of this every month. Right. You're like, oh, uh, okay. So anyway. also, it's like I don't even know why they brought back those other panels. Like, if they wanted to just leave it as like, oh, he probably hurt those people. That's fine. That's fine. Why yeah. show it later? That's that's my point of like those panels should be here because there's some momentum to like I think the visual storytelling of like, oh, I'm gonna help you and now I kill you and they lose that by the edit here. Anyway, any other thoughts on this issue, guys? Uh, no, no. We don't really Not... learn anything about John Hook other nope. than he kills people. Which is like you said, we know he's a bad dude. He's been gnawing on the underbelly of America. What else do we find out? This nothing happens in this. Like we see Osta in 1955 and yeah. find that he out that he once is looking for Hook. Okay, mm-hmm. none of this ma- None of this is. I don't know. This is this nothing is a like huge, big happens. Yeah, this. this is all set up for nothing. And it's there's like, no action beats in this, right? No. no, and no interesting conversation. Like if I was like meh on the first issue, being like, well, this could go interesting places this issue i'm done like i think this is like this is so boring like what yeah. is this nothing nothing happens. Ha- nothing happens yeah nope nothing nothing happens that i even want to like keep reading like i don't know oh you're not into the mac wrestling fanfic <laughs> who wants that match maybe that's the whole next issue is yeah. all about the wrestling <laughs> all right rereaders that brings us to the end of issue number two we've, we've talked for a while about these first two issues yeah. well, a lot longer than i thought we were going to. yeah yeah uh, we're so- like this is gonna be 45 minutes at- total yeah and <laughs> now we're like clocking around there right now anyway uh what we were going to do is we're going to take a little break and you're going to join us next week you're gonna join us Why you are like that you have to we're you're leaving gonna. you at a, cl- a cliffhanger much like much these like the comics comic leave it uh yeah. in which you say eh at the end of- yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that th- this podcast was eh. yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> anyway so join us next week when we're going to be discussing the exciting three-part conclusion of Highlander, the American Dream comic from IDW Publishing. <laughs> IDW. IDW. <laughs> Who also puts out the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic comic, apparently. Ooh. Do you think there's a crossover? 
going to happen? I yes. hope so. Uh, Asta Vasilek is going to ride. I don't actually know the names of any of My Little Pony, but he's going to ride Rain- one of them. Rainbow Twinkle? Is that one? <laughs> maybe maybe Hook shows up and headshots one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Actually, the... Uh, and burns the, their village to the ground. Yeah, one of these unicorn ones puts out his other eye. <laughs> Starlight Cupcake? <laughs> Glitter Zamboni? <laughs> Glitter Zamboni. Guys, we've yeah. always said this wouldn't be a sexual podcast, and sadly we're going down that road right now. So, yeah. Eamon, can you, can can you cool play up? us out? Because <laughs> I'm getting a little... It's My Little Ponies. <laughs> getting a little brony? Yeah, I'm getting a little bronied up. Yeah, okay. Starting to sweat. Uh, all right, well, we've been your rewatchers. <laughs> uh, I'm Kyle. This is Twinkle <laughs> Rainbow. I don't know. All right, Twinkle Rainbow. And this is Keith. Uh, join us next week for the exact conclusion. Bye. Bye. See you. And then this was written by Brian Buckley. Ruckley. Uh, what? Ruckley. I have Buckley. It's not Buckley. William F. Buckley? It's Ruckley. Is that, that autocorrect? Uh, I or don't did know. I, when I Googled this director, yeah, it's is Ruckley. his name Buckley and I was Googling Ruckley? I think so. It's Buck- definitely Ruckley. It's well, Ruckley. I do have to Google this because <laughs> if I'm going to give any information about this, it's going to be very wrong. <laughs> it's going to be very wrong. <laughs> That's amazing.